Hey, hey. What day is it? It's Sunday. It's God's day, baby. It's God's day. Make sure we send your prayers up to the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to our Almighty God. It is episode three of the Mixed Martial Life podcast, bro. And we're here to we're here to bless y'all with some uh, MMA shit talking because yeah. we got a lot to talk about today. Bro, it's been so. Uh, I got a new job, bro. <laughs> so which is why we're changing from the weekday. But you know how it is, man. You know how it is. We move back to the Sunday, the Sunday show. How you been, bro? It's been a minute since we've kind of connected. I've been good. I've been good, brother. Life is good. Life is good. That's good so, shit, man. I've been doing my thing. I've been training every day now, so. Bro, I need bitch. to train, man. That's every the most day. frustrating part. And nah, not gonna lie. I've been, Six days like a week. Sh- I've been eating like shit too, man. Like it's not been good. Like I, I take just... Sundays off. You know how you get those people in your life now. Like, yeah, train every day, and it turns out they train Monday, Thursday. Oh really? Sunday. <laughs> you know those ones. Oh, like, dude. Hey, come on, man. You don't train they, every day. And they post it on their story, and they're always like, "Yeah, if you don't yeah, work yeah. hard, you won't reap the results. You won't get the <laughs> benefit." I'm just like, bro, yeah. you are <laughs> not in the gym seven days a week. That's for sure. What's Bro. that? Um, what's that fucking? No pain, no gain, baby. Yeah, no pain, no gain. Bro, I miss <laughs> the days. I miss the days when I would lift in the morning and then go to the gym and train and take class in the evening. Bro, I um, miss those days. It's coming. It all coming back, brother. It's all yeah, coming I, back. I hope so. Slowly but surely, the vaccine is rolling out. Yeah, well, I wish. Uh, I wish Volkanovski could have gotten there. Vaccine, so bro. I pretty much figured out what happened with that too. So Brad Riddell and Volkanovski are on the same team, but the COVID-19 outbreak come from inside the bubble. So it was negative off the plane, negative yeah. at the apex. And then as soon as they got in the bubble, well, I'm guessing the Las Vegas bubble isn't as tight as uh fight island yeah fucking one day before fight day and because i'm gonna say it was a yeah someone on uh someone in the ckb team they've picked it up they fucking picked it up inside that bubble and uh well so that's two guys from the other side of the world just lost out but Dude, fuck that. So well, I couldn't imagine that. That's the worst part because, like, all the fighters and basically everybody that's in the arena for these fights have to quarantine. But the yeah. personnel of the so the Apex personnel, hotel personnel, none of these people have to quarantine. So you understand that at any time that you get into any any interaction with these people, even if it's just handing off food, you are at risk for COVID. And that's the craziest part because, like, Man, I felt so bad when I saw that positive test for for Alex because then he has to go home. He's got a quarantine for two weeks, and he didn't do shit. He literally came oh, here, got uh, off, tested positive. He's going to go back home. So God damn. Dan, Dan Hooker literally got home fucking like three days ago from uh, that bonfire. Are you serious? Everyone, I'm serious, yeah. Check his yeah, because that, that happened. In, yeah, because he had to do two weeks quarantine there. He had to do then, extra. Yeah, he had to do two weeks back home. New Zealand has nah. They have a ticket system, so Damn. they have. Uh, um, I guess they have an area where people quarantine, and you have to have a ticket because that shit sells out. So he had to go, wait, fucking go go somewhere else. Yeah, I think he stayed in Abu Dhabi for ages, and trained with like Taito Ivasa and shit like that. It's probably fun chilling and well, I mean yeah, he's in quarantine though, but he's in probably quarantine, wasn't that though. bad. Nah, yeah. nah, nah, he wasn't. He so wasn't. he was just I'm out like, and like when I was, bro, I'm being dead serious. Like he got home like three days ago, something bro, like that. If I were if I were Dan Hooker, I probably would have been like once I got out of quarantine in Abu Dhabi, I probably would have had some fun there for like a week. It's Abu Dhabi, bro. Hey, hold up, freedom March. Oh, so was it March first or something? <laughs> now nah, March 7th <laughs> not March 7th ago. yeah March 7th freedom so but I mean that's from that's that's more than yeah that's definitely more than hold three. up <laughs> that's from fucking January the end of January 
right? What date or, was the what date did he fight uh Michael Chandler? That was January twenty that was two fifty eight, right? Or two fifty seven? That was January twenty third. Twenty January twenty third. Jesus Christ, bro. Fuck, so that's th- that's two months right there. Bro, that's insane. I feel bad. So that 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 main event is off. So and then I sent you that hilarious ass poster that was like on breaking news, Amanda Nunes to step in for the one forty five oh, yeah. title. Well, nah, with that with that though, bro. It's, um, oh man, it's, a, it's it's only hopefully it's only postponed and they get it under way quick. But yeah, assume. Um, that fight, like, out of any fighter. That I watch in the UFC, I don't look. I don't look forward to somebody more than Brad Riddell. Seriously, even when we're talking Connor, all that shit. Just because I I've seen what Connor does, I know what he's capable of. I know how he fights. I know how good he is. But then there's this guy Brad Riddell who I'm like, fuck. I know how good he is. I just want to see it, and I'm waiting. And it's like, oh, who's going to get it next? And yeah, he's just—he's fought these guys that are nobodies, bro. But they're—they f- <laughs> fucking beat anybody in the world at any given day, you know. Like he's—he's—he's he's, he's had a—he's had a tough, tough run, eh? But um, nah. So it's just a bummer didn't get to see the man before. Yeah, that was—that was, was going to be a fun fight too. Because I think that Bray could beat anyone on any given day as well. Yeah, if I, I had him over like any, Gregor Gillespie anyone, too. Anyone in the world. Like anyone in the world. And I mean that when I say that. I'm talking Khabib and everything. Yeah. Anything can happen in these in this fucking game, bro. And like Gregor Gillespie as well. Yeah, I had him beating Gregor. He got, yeah, but I mean, how good is that guy? Yeah, he's, he's solid, eh? He's the most dominant American champion ever. Like, uh, not American, wrestler. There's no American wrestler on the roster that wrestles like Gregor Gillespie. None. Like that's how fucking good that guy is. Yeah. He's a he 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 doesn't fucking stand around too much. He just well, he has one goal, and that's to wrestle. That's it. And he's he fucking seems to be pretty damn good at it. And he got he got unfortunate in one one fight. And I mean, he got he, Kevin Lee was better than him on the day. And when he when he sort of talked about that, hey, props to that guy. He just openly was like, "Nah, that, well, I didn't get caught. That wasn't unlucky." Kevin Lee came in there with a game plan, and he executed that game plan. And fucking hat goes off to him. That's what yeah. he said. He was like, "Yeah, no, nah, that was his fight. He won that fight. Fair, fair as it could possibly be." I wonder. I wonder what it's like mentally to be like an Alex and a Brad when you prepare so freaking long and so hard, oh. and then and then and then. But the thing is, it's not something that's. It's not even like both of y'all are ready to fight. It's literally like an external source that comes in and just goes, "Nah, hell no, nah, you're not fighting." And that must be so discouraging, bro, to be like putting all that work, yeah, to but- come over to spend the time, and be like, "God damn, like." I did every. He did everything right up until he arrived. Well, this is that we just gotta. You just gotta relate it to life, brother. Yeah. Not not all your goals that you kick are the goalposts going to remain in the same place. That's true. That's facts. That's fucking life. So what you got to do is when this shit sort of pops up and happens, and fuck for some bullshit reason, it could have been one of a million reasons. Don't yep. get to fight. All right. Well, shift the date, and I will train for that. And it's really that's that it. fucking simple. It's just your attitude towards it. I mean, if you can get angry and whatever, you're just, you're just fucking wasting it. You're just eating yourself up. Yeah, mate. but I feel you like know, I feel like I feel like out. yeah, but I feel like you should be allowed to get that off your chest. You know, I feel like there's that instant. Like I think I Why? think we got to be no, in a place we where we're allowed. No, nah, I feel no. What I'm, no, what I'm trying to say is, I feel like we should be allowed to tell people. Yeah, but I feel like I, they should be allowed to emotional. As a professional, you you, you got of course, but you got to be you got to be willing to fucking either fight on any given day, yeah. And you've also got to be willing to give up a fight on any, any given day, and almost be so. This is why this sport's the hardest in the world. But you got to be so mentally put together that you can also be like, ah, oh, well, I didn't get it. Yeah. Ah, oh, well, 
and I have to go again. And that's not, bro, like, let's just compare something here. All right. You got the bread. Oh, sorry, one sec, Alex. brother. One sec, brother. Someone's at the door. Oh, Fuck. come on. Ruben's going out the door. It's a man with a gun. It's been a shootout in Ruben's house. There seems to be a confrontation in the hallway. Who's going to walk back into the room? Will it be Ruben? Did he win? Oh, sorry, mate. Took care of business, mate. Look, you can't even see your shorts. Seriously, fuck. I can't even see your fucking shorts. We'll just keep that bit because I uh, improv But yeah, yeah, yeah where's yeah. I going to go? We're going to compare a couple things here because this is a mixed martial life combat, uh, mixed martial life podcast, and we relate shit back to life. Now, if we're going to go back, you can look at all these what ifs and you get get upset and cry about it, or you can just fucking accept the fact that it fucking happened and move on because of the. The, the more often you do the better one, the second one, the better off you'll be. Now, I want to compare something here. Look at Dan Hooker. He fucking flew all the way to, you know, he got to fight and then he got knocked out. Yes, yeah. So, and, and look, that's as much as part of this sport as fucking having your fight cancelled to COVID. Let's, let, let's be real here because, I mean, if you're um if you're if you're <laughs> if you're if you could choose a seat to be in, would you rather be in Dan Hooker's seat? Or would you rather be in Bro. Alex Volkanovsky or <laughs> Brad that, That's pretty damn easy. <laughs> I would not have wanted to get knocked out and go home and not spend any time with my family for about a month. There you go. There's no way I'm so, doing that. But like absolutely. you know, that's so, but that's that's uh, all you can do is you can always say, Look, really think about it, it could be a lot worse. So yeah, I'm just going to take the goalpost movement and the quicker that I get back to readjust myself so I can fucking have another crack at it, the better off I'll be because as long as I fuck around and look at the goalpost that moves and just be upset about it, be like, oh, fuck this. What yeah, am I going to do? Feel like, I feel like these, these, guys are all, these guys are all professionals. and uh, I don't even... Back, no matter what. I would have been... Like but, I, saw, I saw Brad wrote something about being heartbroken, but he's obviously... An emotional fucking individual. Yeah, but that that should be but allowed, you know. Like let these yeah, guys let these guys blow off some steam, get stuff off the chest, let them feel what they that, feel, and then they'll get back in the gym. Yeah, at the same time, the conversation. At the same time, yeah, they're stoic as fuck. Those cunts won't miss a beat. They'll be pissed 100%. off about it, but they yeah. won't miss a beat. And that's that's they'll all be... we gotta allow. We gotta allow these guys to get pissed off and allow them to be, and then you know, because. Yeah, some of these things are frustrating when you put in that time of work. And I think you should be allowed to be, especially when you are these guys that put in that amount of work. But, you know, it's always what do we say? It's always how you respond. Your response matters. It's how you get up. Is Are you getting up with, you know, all this help around you? Are you getting thrown on a stretcher? Are you getting up with your own two feet? Are you bouncing back and you're walking back towards a goalpost, like you said? So I feel like that's that's the conversation. You know, I saw so many things like, Oh man, like these dudes should be so like, you know, Ortega's probably so happy that the fight got canceled because he was gonna oh, get his ass blocked. Like, you uh, know what I mean? Like, do you see that? And I'm like, one of, that was one of the worst comments that I saw, and it was one of the most liked ones. And that's the problem that I have. What the fuck? That's one what of the did, problems. What did this comment say? And who was no? It, it was just it was just towards like, yo, Ortega's probably so happy because he was gonna get his ass whooped. <laughs> and there was like like 300 likes, and it was like literally 20 minutes after a post, and I'm going. Bro, like it, it goes back to the conversation we had of like hating on guys when they're down. Like, dude, these guys just lost their fight after spending months of a training camp working so hard for a fight that they yeah. just lost. Well, they are going to get it later. We all know the UFC is going to book it later on, but hey, look, you know as I mean? well, you know what else is if you look at this, you've also got Gregor Gillespie and you've also got Brian Ortega. And let me tell you, I bet you they as heartbroken yeah if not more than the other two you know why because that was brian ortega's title shot yeah he just lost his fucking title shot i don't think he's happy about that i actually i think he thinks that he can beat alex volkanovsky i think he's pretty fucking confident you know and it doesn't matter if i think it or you think it or ruben thinks it or your fucking dog thinks it 
all that matters is that he thinks it. <laughs> yeah. And if he's going to go in there and he thinks that he can beat Alex, which I guarantee you that I bet you he does, but he's feeling pretty fucking confident about it going to a title fight. And taken away from him. And same with Gregory Gillespie. Man's coming off a loss. He's probably got a huge fucking chip on his shoulder. Needs to prove the world that, you know, he hasn't lost this, missed a step from getting hurt by Kevin. Because he got fucking knocked out bad, bro. Yeah. He got knocked out bad, bad. He got embarrassed. That was embarrassing, you know, and he, he didn't he take it too back. well. Yeah, he needed to bounce back. And this was his bounce, This was his opportunity to bounce back. Yeah. Like, this is huge for Gregor. He had a lot to lose. Yeah, it was a co-main event too, man. Brad, yeah, Brad hasn't lost in the UFC yet. So if he takes a loss, he'll be all right. He'll jump back on track. Yeah. You see KB guys got some of the best mindset. It doesn't matter what happened to these guys. Nah, they didn't give a fuck, nah, bro. They're going to come right back and yeah, knock you out. Enough. They're good enough. They'll yeah. come right back and knock you out. I don't care what you say about the CKB guys. It is the best gym in mixed martial arts today. Yeah, 100%. And it's, I don't think it's very close. I mean, yeah, there's, a, I feel like AKA is maybe up there. But I mean, in terms of the overall setting and some of these guys, um, and, and, the, you and know, Eugene Bearman, like, just, it's just awesome, man. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm drinking the sauce, bro. I'm drinking the juice. Okay. I'm right, drinking the CKB juice, man. I've been drinking it. <laughs> so I'm a little bit gutted about not seeing Brad because like, like anything can happen in these fights. It's what's so random and cool about it. It's, yeah. so, it's such a spectacular event because it's fucking random, bro. But like Brad, Brad could have, could have done really well against Gregor and Gregor could have done really well against him. And it was just a fuck nose situation, you know? Hey. Yeah, both of those men are rolling the dice hugely. Yeah, hugely. That is a very like two s- different styles, but like the styles that they're different in. Like Gregor is a as a high high level wrestler, high level specialist wrestler. Yeah, that's true. Like one of the one of the best that has two legs on this world. You know, like he's that fucking good. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you got one of the best strikers to walk the planet. Quite seriously. You know, you got an extremely successful kickboxer who's also extremely successful in MMA, and then you've got guys like Israel. This is what this is what gets me, bro. I'm definitely drinking the sauce because Israel's like, look at him, look at this motherfucker. He's the best in the world at what he does. And then in every interview, you hear him if they if he brings his name up, he just instantly react and be like, oh, bro, he's a god. The guy yeah. is, a, the guy is a fucking. Yeah, he's a superstar. He's a, That's he's what a he prospect. Is. He can str- and when Eugene like says, like with a completely straight face, and he's just talking about things. Yeah, and you know that like Brad, he can, he can, he can pretty much strike with anyone in, on the planet. He can strike with anyone on the planet and do really well. Like doesn't even no emotion, just believes what he says is just hundred percent all the way in it. And these fucking promising prospects, bro. Rafaeli, but I feel like you know that. Uh, Man, it's just a, there's something about about Izzy that's just so different from every other superstar that's come in. Like he's just he's so special, man. And you know, speaking of momentum, I do want to I would do want to move forward because I want to touch I want to talk about what we saw last night. Because oh, hey, can before we go there, can we go? I just all I want to talk about is Leon Edwards. Because yeah, going, let's touch on that. Yeah, let's touch on that. Going, uh, we're going. Yeah, yeah. I want to. I want to. I want to talk about that. Future first, and then we come in this direction. Now, who was the co-main event for that? So look, if I if, if, if I can't remember it off the top yeah, of my head, right. <laughs> it doesn't right matter, span. dude. I don't, don't worry uh, about it. Yeah. So let's talk about Leon Edwards and Bolal. What I saw in that fight, and I'll just be completely fucking honest, right off the bat, is I saw the number three guy. Putting the whoop ding, whoop yeah, ding yeah. on the number thirteen. Guy. He 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 whooping them. Yeah, and Say what you want, but if uh, fuck no, uh, Leon said it on Joe Rogan podcast. Now he said if he, if he fought him ten times out of he would have won. He would win ten times out of ten, and I happen to absolutely one hundred percent believe that. It and close. if you've ever trained, if you've ever trained and even sparred, if you've done the littlest tiny bit of martial arts 
and you've been in a position where you have it over someone, when you have their fucking number and you just know there is absolutely nothing that this human being right here in front of me, right? Yeah, now I don't want to see them running back. I don't want to see them run it back. There's a there, like you there's feel no that, right? There's like, no point in you, running it back. When you go with a beginner and you spar one, oh yeah, and you just do whatever the fuck you want, and he can't hit you, or 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 any, or not doesn't even have to be a beginner, you know. If you've fucking done the sport for any sort of time, you know what it's like when you have that person's number. You just know. And it yep. was quite evident in that fight. I found it quite evident. You knew what Bilal's goals were. Yep. And I don't think that he was gaining. He may have been gaining momentum, but as quickly as he was go, gaining momentum, Leon was taking it away from him. So when that eye poke happened, um, it was an eye poke, but when that eye poke happened, the reason why that hand got stuck in there like that and the reason why Leon Edwards doesn't have his hand closed, I believe he was going for the left hand, which is what you reach out. And I think he's he was southpaw and he was throwing I mean, the, yeah. the following it with the left high kick. All right. So if anybody, you know, and that fucking shit was landing. That shit was landing. So that was stopping Bilal's momentum from gathering any any fucking sort of thing at all. I, I honestly would have think that he probably would have finished him. Yeah, I thought like he was going to finish him. him. Yeah, yeah. I, I, the only frustrating part for me is I know we're probably going to have a difference of opinion in this because you know, the, week, bef- the yeah. week before that, we called a disqualification after he was warned not to strike while he was grounded. Uh, Leon was warned several times in the first round no, and then had no, the other I, poke. Yeah, you text me. All right, I'm going to stop. I have to cut you off there, bro, because it's two very, very, and very no, no. So let me, let, I need to finish my because, part. No, I need wait, to finish my part. I know what you're saying, but I know exactly what you're saying. And I think everyone else does too, because you're comparing eye pokes to. A no, knee no, knee. this is not wrong. I'm not. I'm not. Okay, so let on. me finish my part. Eye pokes are very common in the sport of MMA. And so my problem is there are way too many broad there's 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 no definition with the no contest with Leon and Bilal. My problem with it is I've I've gone backwards and I've said okay, I understand that eye pokes are common in the sport. It's different from a grounded strike. So that's number 1. My problem with it is the inconsistency at which it's happening. Right, like all of these calls and the fact that the the problem Wait, that the, the thing that bothered the thing that bothered you, me the most you, yeah carry on the thing that bothered me the most was the commentary coming in and saying hey like he should you know and and that's initially I felt hey Leon should have been should have been given a, a disqualification but that's no. only because no. the commentary is out here drinking the juice of like well you know last week he just warned he got warned a million times. About oh, the eye poke, the and name. then he. No, I'm talking about the eye poke. They're yeah. like, they're like, hey, he poked him a ton of times in the first round. He got warned by Herb, and then when he got that poke to stop the fight in the second round, I think it made a lot of sense. Now to argue the fact that it's a disqualification, I had time to sit back on it. This is why I wanted to talk about and why I wanted to finish my point. I understand why now it is a no contest, but why are we making it a conversation of like? They're, they're, they are two completely different things. Because I've had... To a knee. What's that? He's still comparing the eye poke to a knee, though. I'm not comparing it. Okay, yeah, don't. The commentary is. And my problem is why... I don't know why. It's the rule book, right? And the, the, those two rules are on two separate lines. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is why, why are we even having a conversation between an eye poke and a grounded knee? No, they're not even the same thing. Eye poke, hundred percent. I think it's a no contest. It's fully an accident. Even if the eye poke happens five yeah. times, it's an accident. Yeah. Okay. Nobody, nobody tries to poke people in the eyes. I've seen it maybe once or twice when people have been stuck in a fucking submission or something like a guillotine, and the dude yeah. reaches over the top and he's and he's and he's life saving himself, but it's still not. Um, it's not 
bro, like in a weird this this is gonna sound fucked up, but I'm okay with iPokes. I think you should get away with that shit. I think if, if the iPokes, like <laughs> I don't know about that. But... Bro, they're completely unintentional. No, and they're un- of course they are. Sometimes it can also another thing too, people do not think about this. Sometimes it's the fucking guy who gets poked in the eye that's his fault. A hundred percent, and people are gonna be like, "What?" Yeah, well, I'm yeah, because like, well, they're getting yeah, in their so, range. Because sometimes, and, like, yeah. sometimes guys too, they try to fucking like when they see a long, yeah, they no, well, they're trying to slip past hands and shit. You know, there's a lot, of, and people move in and out, and they move into range, and then people sort of bring their hands up to kind of stop them. And these two, it's both their fucking fault. You know what I mean? I'm not saying it's solely the guy who yeah. is in the eye. It's not just his fault, but sometimes, sometimes, man, it's not. It's just a hundred percent one an accident. It's one hundred percent an accident. You're gonna Chaos, see it. You're gonna see it until but, there's a glove change or something. Chaos, like yeah, that's, they're gonna see it. He said, "Have you ever tried to poke anyone in the eyes?" He's like, "I don't know if he said I have, or he said maybe he has. I don't know." He goes, "It's very difficult." It's very fucking difficult to try and poke someone in the eyes. That's what he said. And he's like, and and no matter how much people hate someone, they're never like fully willing to actually just go and poke someone in the eye. Like yeah. anyway, worst, like, <laughs> no. Like, you, I mean, you I, get I, to I, kick him in the head if you yeah. if you can land it. You can yeah. you can put your shin across his temple as hard as you want. If you can do that, why the fuck would you focus and poke him in the eye? And like with Leon, dude, he was ahead. He had supreme confidence. He had supreme dominance. He was taking that fight wherever the fuck he wanted to, and he was pretty much hitting below where and where he wanted yeah, to. Yeah, that, that was an and easy was, win. And he was like, he was picking <clears throat> up momentum and looking at it from like a striker sense. You can see the power that he was putting behind his shots later. But he was putting more power into his shit because he was believing it in a little more. You know what I mean? Like the first. The first yeah. few few times that he cracked him, he wasn't actually, he wasn't putting everything into those shots. It wasn't until he started gaining more momentum that he was like, now I'm cranking it on. So he's putting more power and he's taking more opportunities too because more opportunities are presenting themselves. So Bilal has a lot of holes in his fucking game. Yeah. And, and Leon was just seeing him and seeing him and seeing him and taking action and fucking him up, really. Fucking him up. And... Yeah, I don't need to see that rematch. I like Bilal. I think he's a good dude, but I think he's got holes, man. He's got some holes. If he goes back in there with Leon, he'll get KO'd. Yeah, but it's a 10 out of 10, mate. Uh, You got the coffee hand of tea. I was going to say, yeah, I don't think anyone's really arguing that, that, uh, whatever. I mean, Leon Leon was winning that fight and it was going to finish the way that we probably would have expected. My, what I I just wanted to reiterate on it, it's, it's, I was drinking the juice of disqualification because there was such a discrepancy between commentary and the journalists and the media, because, you know, I'm watching it and I'm going, bro, I mean, and, and this is a very fair, this is a very fair thing in the sport. Cause Joe, I watched uh, recently Joe Rogan go and say, yeah, we try to tailor the conversation to make it more entertaining, but for, we know behind the scenes that when there's a matchup, we know if there's a guy who's going to him up, we know he's going to him up. And so that's why my biggest problem this is, is when I sat back and I watched everything. Right. And I go, okay. So I rewatched the fight and I'm going, okay. Unintentional, unintentional. I see what he's doing. Unintentional, no contest. And all I hear is, Oh man, well last week we just saw it. There's controversy should have been disqualified. And I'm like, bro, Bro, <laughs> bro! Oh my God, he didn't knee him in the head. <laughs> yeah, he didn't soccer no. kick him to a whole different level. He I poked him in the eye, man, and by accident. I and, and that's why I retracted his, completely because his finger I'm like, wasn't even out; it was down. His finger yeah, was down. It was like here. It was like this, and you could well, see it. Dana posted a picture. <laughs> yeah, his finger was down, and. Uh, I think that, to be honest too, bro, this is what I don't fucking get to, is when you throw those punches to set up for that head kick, what you want to happen is you want that guy to slip the punch 
yeah. bring it over to the side, either slip it or just be completely like put off by the hand. You know right. what I mean? It's doing doing a trick, doing a trick with your right hand while you kick him in the head with we your right hand. Right like, boom. He's got the camel pants. I got the camel pants. Can you guys, you guys can't see my shorts on right now? What's that <laughs> t-shirt you're wearing? Can you? Uh, I don't know. It's just some random. Can you? Katie? Yeah, it's a. Uh... Keith. Keats, bro. I got it from Dankmar. Dankmar gave it to me for free. They're like, "Yo, you want a free shirt? All right, here you go." I was yeah. like, "I right, bet, thanks." I don't want. To, I don't have to buy a new shirt for a while. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, bro. I was, I was admiring it, brother. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a nice shirt. I wear it a lot. Um, but yeah, let's it's leave it there because I I feel like we all know Leon Leon for sure would have won that fight. Yeah. And um, yeah, I retract my statement completely. Eye pokes and knees while you're grounded are not the same thing. Nah. How many, how many, like, how many weekends Look, do we see an eye poke? It happens every weekend until, until they change the gloves. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. And, it is uh, what it is. <laughs> it is what it is, man. And you, you can't do anything about it. You can't do anything about it. Do you think they should get the Trevor Whitman gloves about. or what? <laughs> nah, because they were they wanted to buy the rights to them. Yeah. And Trevor Whitman said no. Now I don't know anything about that shit. But I think but, when they do that, it's like a one-time purchase from the UFC. And Trevor takes that money and they get the glove. They get the glove design. They get the rights to it. So yeah. they, I think they even wanted to buy the whole brand, Onyx or whatever. And he would have literally been like, uh, I don't know, like maybe not getting continuous money when he updates the glove or yeah, residuals and sponsorship. And then because obviously that – Everyday people are going to buy these gloves too, you know. All the there's a million guys training in the world; they're all going to fucking buy them. It's going to take away from more than just eye pokes. So I feel like it's going to take away a lot of the game, in some sense. Uh, that's just how I feel about it. You know, the freedom on the fingers is what helps a lot with the ground game, submission, and positioning, and the underhooks, and yeah. and you know, just the it little does. spacing that you have. You know, it does. But people will adapt. Oh, that's why I'm saying it, it'll change it a lot. I just don't know if the UFC is ready for that yet. But now, if I'm completely honest, I don't think it will. You would know. I think if you watched the fight, you would have no idea from an outside point of view if they were having troubles with the gloves. Only they would know that. Yeah. And I feel like maybe the I don't even know if, how do, how do we even say that there would be because yeah. the pride the pride gloves curled over and no one gave a shit about them that's true i mean well, everyone's I slippery know. anyways i mean everyone's slippery and outside. sweating anyways so <laughs> um bro do you think so michael Bisping said something interesting last night and he said uh kevin holland uh has to live with the fact that his momentum has been permanently stopped Permanently means something's happened for a permanent. Yeah, and he said something permanently, and then he retracted it and said temporarily. And I'm going, uh, I'm I don't know. I'm going to tell you something, okay? And I've sort of thought this from the whole time. Kevin Holland, don't worry about what Biz thinks. He's full of shit as well. I love Kevin Holland. But yeah, but <laughs> Kevin Holland, guys, all right. And I'm I'm just going to be fucking brutally honest. And I like him. I'm a fan. Um. He's never ever going to be the champ. Yeah. There you go. Heartbreaker. Boom. Sorry if I offended you. Yo, you're a hater. I don't want to be negative. It's you're just a ability. Hater. His ability's not there. It's not. Okay. And it's the guys that are ahead right now are too far ahead. Yeah. Okay. He just doesn't have a good enough game to be the best in the world. And it, even if by some unlucky fucking, some lucky chance he manages to get a title shot one day and he does get a strap. He's still not going to be the most skilled guy in the world. He's just not going to get there. And we saw that because Brunson is, so he's that, another, he's another guy that's just not going to get there. Yeah. Okay. And I'm just being absolutely honest. Just is what it is. I don't want to offend anyone. I'm just literally telling you the truth. And we saw so much in Kevin Holland. And that was the, one of those ones that you have these fights and it's like, well, if he can beat this guy. Yeah. I was going to say he's, He's going to be able to do really well against the next. It's it's another fight where they're trying to build up a prospect in a fight night main event. Absolutely, it and they've done go it. Their way. They've done it like three or four times with 
Derek Brunson. They tried to build up the other kid off him, Shabazian or whatever. Yeah, they did it with Shabazian. Yeah. No, Shabazian's, nice Shabazian's great and he's young. But he's another one, bro. Yeah. I fucking hate to say it. I look at when you look at that the top end of that division and you you're talking about Israel Adesanya. Do I need to say anymore? Robert Whitaker. And in my in my opinion, I think Darren Till was probably the third yeah. most skilled guy there. Well, we'll see what happens next week, but yeah, obviously. And then you got the mid pack guys that are like Cannoneer, Vittori. You know, there's layers and skill levels in that fucking division that it yeah. just only goes, and it is top heavy too. You know, and if you're not beating Derek Brunson, you're just not. You're just not going to be able to. Yeah, get uh, that top Whitaker stack. stepping in against Calvin Gaston, so that's going to be fun. Well, Gaston Cal- is still a killer yeah. too. Ca- Calvin is stepping in for. Costa. Yeah, for Costa. Bro, that's that's gonna be a fun fight. Um that is a, it's a that's gonna be a classic. And you know what? I think it's well deserved too. It, I, I thought I found uh you know I thought Kevin Holland had a lot of success on the feet last night, but then he got carried away with with uh because every time he would try to shoot on every time he would try to throw that uppercut, uh yeah. Derek Brunson changed levels. It was so predictable. It happened and, yeah. and it wasn't it, 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 it was so a good performance from him. No, and, and, I think, and, and I think he lost himself a bit talking all that shit in a sense because when you're I talking so much, was, you, as focused, yeah, you lose focus. Just, you absolutely do, and you know what? I've been in not not that not that situation, but I've you know have you ever have you ever been rolling in jujitsu and just been getting mauled? Yeah, and then you just start talking shit. You ever do that? From uh, the oh yeah, with Jay. <laughs> You just start. You just start talking shit. Yeah, and it kind of takes away the the pain of the beating. And you could hear Kevin Holland get fucking elbowed in the head and be like, "Oh yeah, that was well, good." That it was helped good. him at you one know, point. Like, it helped him at one voice. point because Derek Brunson had in the arm triangle and they were in that position for like a minute. And then Kevin oh, Holland dude. managed to scramble out. Can I say that his like his some of his some of his he was trying to get scramble out from the bottom. I thought some of that was very really successful. Or it looked really good. Nah. He managed to drive his hip at one point, almost managed uh, to get up. You he, just, you just like Kevin. Nah, he, he nah, he, he, he's. He had some good on. moments. Yeah, I think he had some good moments. I wouldn't say it was overall good performance, but he had some good. He's moments. dog shit on his back, bro. He's fucking dog shit on his back. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna be as real. As he, he, he flipped it up. He was able to transition out of the arm fair, triangle. <laughs> to be fair, though, Derek, you hear him talking about how heavy Derek Brunson is. Yeah, he's looking. Okay, so he also tiny. come in at 183 pounds. Now, if you're gonna look, listen to me. You're looking at the professional upper echelon. This is the fucking world's best. Okay. Now I'm going to be completely honest with you. Kevin Holland's a bit of a tweener. He's not a big, he's not a big enough to be a 185er, but he's too big. He's too big to be a 170er, right? Already huge disadvantage. And his physically his advantage there is that he's long, but he ain't that strong. You know, he's kind of durable. No, he's very durable. But he isn't that skilled anywhere. Like he has okay striking, but he's very uncoordinated, and he throws wild yeah. shit. You what know was what his, I mean? What was his game plan going into last night? Like, what so was he like, going to expect? Even like on the feet, yeah, he did crack Derek Brunson. But you know what? So is every single other motherfucker that's caught him. <laughs> okay, that's because he runs at people with his face out. All right, I'm just telling you how it is, bro. And like, that's true, though. <laughs> but Kevin, like. Yes, his striking was better than Derek's, but if you take Kevin and you put him against a Darren Till, Kevin gets fucked up. All right? In every sense of the word. All right? And then, like, his scrambles, just he just didn't have it, man. And even Derek Brunson's takedowns, they weren't good, bro. They were okay. They were mostly, like, ha- hugs and trips. And then he would just pull him in the direction that he wanted to go, and he just used his energy and fucking yeah. used horrible technique to wrestle him to the ground there was no like nice shot and like I, I when i said i had mixed emotions about it bro i fucking think that's an embarrassment for the sport all of the yeah. above all of the above if i was an outside viewer and i and i clicked in and watched that fight i would not i would not enjoy it the fact that big mouth is still being a big mouth like dude you gotta learn when to shut the fuck up you gotta learn. You know, don't ask Khabib for the fucking. The but yeah, that was that was that was like when he was like, "I don't have a fourth cornerman." 
Khabib, I'm going to smash him, brother. I need some help here, brother. Give me some advice here, brother. I'm going, bro. That was painful, bro, because he didn't do shit. Yeah, that was tough, bro. He got, he did, yeah, like I said, props to you for cracking fucking Derek Bronson. Hey, I'll, I like Holland. Um, it just, I felt like, uh, can I? Dude, I would have uh, liked him more if he won. If he had somehow yeah, yeah, pulled yeah. that off, I would have been like, that was incredible. But his odds and his, like, I think that he was confident going into the fifth round. I really believe that. And he was tired. He was honest in his corner, but he still kept talking. And he just needs to be sharper, bro. Like, there's so many people. If we went up the list, they could KO Derek Brunson without getting taken down by him. Like, if you read me the middleweight division up from Brunson, it'd be most of those guys. I think someone like Kamzat Shmive would have fucked up Brunson. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, dude. It's... <laughs> it was a rough night for Kevin, bro. And he, yeah. And like, it is, like I just think he's going to be a middle of the pack guy that's kind of like a Mike Perry type dude that brings entertainment, but you know he's never going to be the shit. He's never going to be the best in the world. He's just entertaining to watch, he's entertaining to listen to. He's just a fucking big mouth, really. Yeah. Of, I, yeah, I felt it was an under it was an undercard fight with with some nice moments. That's how I, I kind of put it all together last night. Right. He's entertaining as it gets, but shit. Yeah, it's a, it's a, like I said, an undercard fight with some nice moments. Uh it was cool. It's cool you for TV. What? It's cool for, for I, some video, but you man, know. you know what? I actually think I heard him. I think he knows too. I think he knows what I'm saying too, because I think I heard Kevin Holland say, you know, I'm not here to be a champ, I'm just here to have fun. Yeah, he was like, win or lose or draw, you know, I'm just here to here to have fun. I'm like, all right, cool, bro. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if violence is your choice of fucking career, yeah, I, yeah. you should take well, it seriously. Yo, did you know why he started martial arts? I don't know. He started no. martial arts to rob drug dealers for oh, free weed. You know, he literally said that on a podcast. He was like, I did martial arts so that I could rob drug dealers and steal their ganja and smoke for free. Bro, <laughs> if that does not tell you that, first of all, number I one, know. I like Kevin Holland. That's dope as hell and hilarious. Number two, that this dude clearly does not give a damn about no title shot. I'm sure in some sense he does and he'd like it, but... Um, yeah, I think he just thinks that he might have been able to talk his way to the top too, because as human beings, I mean, unless you are completely fucking delirious, you have an idea of how good you are at what you do. Yeah, you have a good idea, you know. And he must know how good he is at fighting, and he's been in there with a lot of dudes. But he, when he was talking shit about Israel, like, shut the fuck up, man! You really trying to talk his way into getting his ass whooped? The self-awareness is quite nice, eh? <laughs> Literally Bro. trying to trying to trying to get some beef going with Israel. Literally over nothing. I think he wants just, just the, the money fight. And yeah, if he gets the money just, fight, he's just happy to be there. He's just trying to talk his way to the title shot, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's Hell. what well, if let's be honest, it's a lot of what these guys have done. Not successfully. Always, but I mean, like Kevin Lee tried to do the whole stick and didn't work out. <laughs> yeah, but like, Kevin Lee could. Kevin Lee was. Yeah, really, someone really said like, the funniest comment. Someone was like, "Kevin Holland is what Kevin Lee wanted to be," or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I died. Nice. It was so funny, um, dude. So before we we finish everything off, I do want to touch base for this Saturday's card. No, we got to touch base on something else because there was a shock. Oh yeah, yeah, released, yeah, 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 dude. Yeah, this yeah. is big yeah, fucking yeah. news. Yeah, this yeah. is big shit. So Michael Chandler versus Charles yes, Oliver. Yes, yes. We have to talk about this. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Screw next week. So, Just kidding. Um, so oh, now nah, we can fuck it. We got time, bro. We can break this shit up. Now let's talk about the Michael Chandler Charles Oliveira. What's the date? May fifteenth. May fifteenth. Toyo Center full crowd that, for the full vacant crowd. lightweight title this is big news man this is okay this all is i took sh- away from it was all i took away from it is i felt like yeah. clearly dustin does not care about anything else other than the trilogy with connor 
I don't believe that Dustin turns it down a fight for a belt. I don't care who you put in front of him. So then what I happened? think he's taking that belt. So um, then what happened? Because like all I can okay, think you know of is how think? much he wanted the Connor trilogy. You know what I think, bro? This is what I think. You know how um you know how when you're a school kid and you're at school and you got your fucking friends group and you're playing with uh Ruben and uh you got your little your little buddy hanging out at school, you guys are six years old and your friend doesn't want to play the game with you. So what you do is you go and make new friends and then you say, you want to play this game with us? And they go, yeah, sure, man. And then when your buddy like tries to come back and play, you guys are like, fuck off. Yeah. Welcome here. No more. (laughs) Suck these nuts. (laughs) And I just feel like, Dana's just not gotten his way with things that he wants with Dustin and Connor. And he's just been like, well, you know what? Michael Chandler versus Oliveira for the belt. You really think so? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't put it past that. I really do. I think, I think there was some management. I think there was some talks that were going in different directions. And I think Khabib played a part in it. And I just think. There is an argument for the Oliveira. Michael Chandler's a new thing, and Dana White is flipping off the double doubles to Connor and Dustin. For we both feel well, we're both on the same page about Chandler, right? One fight should not allow you to get a world title shot, bro. Dana White is choosing these fights, putting them together, and he knows full well that this isn't the right fight to make for the title. He knows full well. Dustin and Charles Oliveira, I get it. Yeah. I get it. But I also get, you know what? I also get that Connor, Dustin, too, should have been for a belt. Right? I think, you know what? It might have the been. Only, the only reason why it wasn't for a belt is Khabib was still lingering. Yeah. You know what I think and, it might have been? I think Connor and Dustin were probably saying, well, only do the trilogy for a belt. And um, that could play into your conversation because maybe the demands they were making were saying, hey, we brought in the most money. Connor's been a former champion, so he deserves some leeway. Dustin's the guy that clearly deserves a title shot the most. And then in some case, I'm pretty sure Dana was probably like, well, if we're talking about sport and spectacle, spectacle, it works out great. But for sport, it doesn't work out because there is Charles Oliveira waiting in the wings. Now, the reason why I told you, I said, bro, they missed out on an opportunity for a trilogy title shot between Connor and Dustin is because Chandler does not deserve a title shot after one fight against Dan Hooker. And while Charles Oliveira does deserve it because he's on an eight fight win streak, the man turned down an initial fight with Michael Chandler. So that should already give you some sort of sense. Like, okay, like, bro, you're putting yourself down the lump here because you already turned down a fight against a potential contender. That fight should have happened without a belt because Oliveira, and whether or not you disagree, in my opinion, eight-fight winning streak, his most recent one against Tony Ferguson, is still not Mm -hmm. enough for me to feel like you've done enough to get yourself a title shot. No, me too. I I agree. I agree. I I don't. I I don't. I do not care about the guys that um, Oliveira has fought. The numbers, the level of the competition, are not spectacular. Okay, the two best guys that he fought was a Kevin Lee and a coming off a loss, Tony Ferguson, who, might I add, was more whooped by another guy who just come off from a title shot against Khabib, who's been left out with Justin. So if you take Oliveira and you look at Justin Gagey, you you tell me which guy is more deserving. I'm going to go with Justin. Yeah. Not even close. That's just what I think. Okay, now you look at Michael Chandler who beat Dan Hooker. I love Dan to bits. One of my favorite fighters, countrymen. But you don't beat Dan Hooker and then get a title shot. Not when he's ranked. What was he, number six? He was six at the time. Yeah. Okay, so he's number six. Okay, now I love Dan Hooker, but you don't beat him and then get a title shot. No, you beat Dan Hooker and then you go to be. Top three. Someone, 
Yeah, at least. Yep. Yeah. What is going on, dude? Like, that's frustrating to me. Because, yo, like, Dustin deserves it. Like, the fact that there's no Dustin Poirier for GFC 262 for this title shot pisses me off. Well, if we go back with Dustin, Dustin's last fight was Connor. Spectacular performance. Yeah. Shocked the world. Was a huge underdog. Coming off a win against Dan Hooker. So Dustin beat Dan Hooker five rounds. Yeah. One of the fight of the year, you know, and fucking then he beat Connor and Connor's. Connor was top five in the division. Connor is one of the most fucking skilled humans to ever. He's one of the most accomplished ever. He beat him. He's he. Look, Connor, Connor beats Michael Chandler. Okay. Connor beats. Oliveira. Yeah. Okay. Now I, f- I strongly believe that. I think there's. I think Connor. I think, I think Connor's toughest fight in this division is probably Dustin Poirier, and I don't know. I think I think I Connor. Think so I think Connor. I think Connor cleans Justin. I think he beats Chandler, like you said. I agree with you on Oliveira. Don't even bring up Ferguson's name. Uh, Dan Hooker would be an interesting one. Um, but I still think Connor probably gets it done. The only yeah. fight that I have in there to say, okay, this is really contested. It's Dustin. And because we're saying that, it's almost like, well, I mean, Dustin just beat him. So where's his title shot? That's all I can think of. <laughs> you know what I mean? Does the man not deserve that instant title shot? Yeah. I don't know. He must, he may have got offered a title shot against Charles Oliveira. Yeah, and he, he may have over. turned it down, but I don't believe that. I think he would have. I think he would have fucked up Oliveira, and he would have taken that belt, and then he would have said, "Connor, come get it." That would have made right? so much sense, eh? Well, you think? You think? I don't know, man. As <laughs> honestly for for Connor, and from a, a technical standpoint, the longer time he gets off for this Justin Dust Dustin Poirier trilogy. I think there's a sweet spot for it, and I think that it can help him a lot. So I think running it back in May for Connor would have been uh, uh, probably not a very smart idea. Probably too early. It's not enough time yeah. to make these adjustments to get nah, your body right adjustments. for that. It is a mindset thing too. He has to heal that leg too, right? I mean, he was barely walking on it the first three days. I don't believe that the, the leg was the problem. I know that the leg was... Uh, a problem, but it wasn't a, yeah. a problem. No, because there was a lot going on with um, yeah. Dustin was countering him, bro, and getting him with a check left hook, and he was repeating the same sequence. So the more as time went on, Justin actually took over the boxing as well, even though Connor was coming forward. Connor took the boxing early and was getting good shots and landing clean exchanges. But he wasn't progressing like how we were talking about Leon before, how he progressed through the fight against Bilal. Connor was not. Connor was actually on the decline. And yep, it had to do with the leg. Yeah. Um, that was a factor for sure, but it wasn't why. I think if you have no leg stri- strikes in that that um, competition, I think Dustin probably still fucking win. Yeah. And that's that. He was, lining the clean, he, was line, he was lining the cleaner shots. Was, his combinations were better. His moments were better. Yeah. I mean, he had a threat of a takedown there too. Yeah. You know, he had, Connor's, he just had Connor, like, Dustin's got a complete game if you think and about it. You know what as well? He does, man. It, but you know what oh, though? Yeah. Um, Doesn't get enough credit for it. Connor but... got on the mic and say, hey, you have that amount of competitions in here. You're going to get comfortable. Mm. He's comfortable. He's talking about Dustin. Like, he's comfortable in here. Connor's not, bro. Ring rust, obviously. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. It's real. Yeah. It affects some people differently, and some people grow in their time off. Yeah, and also and matchups are a different thing too, right? Like fights make ma- like matchups make fights, right? Like for, there's a lot of people that have been like, "Well, GSP took four years off." Mate, everyone knew GSP was going to clean Michael Bisping. I don't think that it was, you know, so, I mean, I'm just saying that that's my opinion and how I felt about it and strongly because I I think at some point skill does overcome, you know, just pure mental fortitude because GSP is obviously one of the greatest of all time. So that's a conversation or or, or a comparison I see a lot. Um, 
But Connor, you know, the guy came off a huge win against Cowboy and then COVID hit and he was trying to stay active and fight. And, and, and that's, I think that's also a mental thing. Like when you get turned down and rejected and you're the one who's asking for fights against who was he trying to fight back in August? Guy who wasn't even ranked. What was his name? Who's this? Uh, Connor. Fucking, he was trying to uh, fight. Uh, trying to fight Buddy back in July. Man's not even ranked, or he's like a. He's uh, only a top fifteen. Uh, he's, he's old. Uh, yeah, he's an old guy. Sanchez. Sanchez. Yeah, Diego Sanchez. Diego Sanchez. I'm like, mate. The man is clearly trying to fight, and they're continuing to reject him. That does something too, because when you're staying active and you're trying to prepare. You know, it's almost like, well, where am I going with this? And then, so now you throw in Dustin Poirier. You went from, oh, I'm, you know, I'm thinking about Diego Sanchez to, oh, I'm thinking about the cream of the crop. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you know? he was even thinking about Diego Sanchez. Yeah, but I think he's clearly trying to say. I, I think he was frustrated by the fact that the UFC yeah. is not trying to make a fight for him. Like they, they, they didn't even they, they didn't give Connor any offers. They didn't help him. He was begging for fights. He was begging for competition that whole time, that whole year. Diego was, Sanchez, and he was just got to the point where he was willing to fight anybody. Yeah. Ah, he does. I don't care. Just, I'll give the money to charity. <laughs> I'll fight yeah, Amanda yeah. Nunes. Like. The reason why he got that, yeah. The reason why he got that Dustin Poirier fight is because he was. They were going to fight for charity. Yeah, yeah. He wanted. Connor got to the point where he's going to go with his own promotion and yeah, sell that fight on pay per view and give all the that money. Been awesome. To charity. But I, 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 mean, I don't. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he gave up 500k to Dustin's foundation, so he'd bribe him for that fight. Yeah, he was he was for sure gonna give up whatever. I don't I don't know if I I think I don't know if Dustin turned down a fight a title fight against Charles Oliveira because he mentioned I it too. Hear, I didn't hear anything about it. Yeah, I mean I mean let's say let's say that's the the situation. Like we can speculate all we want, but it's hard to do. But let's say that's the thing. Like Charles, he was offered Charles Oliveira for a title shot. I think Dustin takes that because he already said it several times publicly after he beat Connor. I won't fight. He, I won't like. Well, he said I'll fight Charles Oliveira for the title shot. I won't fight Chandler for the shot. So you yeah. know what could happen? It could have been Dana being like, "Here, here's Chandler for the title shot," and he was like, "I'm not fighting Chandler." He just came off one fight. I love this shit. It's all gonna unfold. Ah, bro, I can't wait, bro. All I know is UFC 262. Uh, you know that's gonna be fun, but the real. The real guy that should be in there was Dustin. That's all I can think of, you know, coming to. And it's going to be yeah, a great spectacle, so. great sport, great fight. And, you know, I hate to be that Debbie Downer, but, bro, all I can think about is how Dustin Poirier should be the guy, you know, for fighting for that vacant belt. And there's 99% of people that should be agreeing with me. So, you know, and, and you've said it too. But you know it is what it is. I felt like they missed out an opportunity to make a trilogy title fight. That would have been big because I it had Dustin Poirier. And you, you have yeah. Connor has enough credentials, bro. To you can, he can, you can have a title fight with him. Yeah, he's a, he's he's a two time two division champ. And it's a one one. It's a one one situation in the trilogy. Like there's mm-hmm. a, there's a reason why it's a trilogy, right? So, yes. um, it, guys. Yeah, that yeah that promo of Connor knocking out um, Dustin can be played again, you know. Yeah. Uh, but like, you know what? I don't. I'm not. I don't think that these two needed to fight each other right away. They could have gone like I know Connor's all about the immediate rematches, and Nate Diaz done like that. But sometimes you got to earn a rematch. You know what I mean, bro? Yeah. Like and sometimes the best thing for a rematch is to have fights in between. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, so I would have been cool if, if yeah, if Dustin fought Chan, uh, not Chandler, Oliveira, Oliveira for the belt, and then give Connor Chandler. Yeah, sure, bro. We that's totally fine. We saw what happened, so that already you know Dustin already uh, cemented himself for a title shot, so that should have happened. And then Connor is well, in Lou. I would have liked to see Connor fight Justin Gaethje. Yeah, that would have been fine too. Because Justin, where's Justin Gaethje? I think Justin Gaethje came out recently and said that they've been offering him like short notice fights. Now, I don't know how true that is. Because man, you've had a lot of time to prepare. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm getting. Uh, I don't really like to even listen to Justin Gaethje anymore. Yeah, he's seeing some crazy but shit. He's seeing he, some crazy just stuff. Like, just like demanding 12 weeks to get ready for a fight. He said, I'm not taking a foot if, if I can't do it under 12 weeks. 
It's like I can't understand him half the time. It's no, it's not. Was it twelve weeks? It's like three months. Yeah. Yeah, he's like he was asking for something for a full camp. He wanted twelve weeks to three months, and um, and it's like, bro, it's not how this game has been fucking flows. You yeah, know, I mean, he hasn't done and, enough and, to earn that though either. And, like he, but even Connor's been the one talking about we stay ready, so we don't have to get ready. He started all that shit. Yeah, we fucking stay ready. I got, I had a big poster on my ass at home that says "Stay ready," and everyone's gonna be like, "You guys are such quadric dick writers, mate." He's what yeah. made this fight game so great. Let's be real. This fight game would not be where it is today if it wasn't for Connor. So uh, let's be real. Hey, Connor's never turned down a fight. Never said no, ever. Justin saying, I need 12 weeks to get ready. I need this date to this date. Dude, as good as you are, you're not even popular enough to announce a fight with a three months notice and, ha- and have built that build. Because it won't. You'll get the same fucking MMA fans yeah. every single time. Yeah. And you'll get unless us. You'll get us. You'll get us. But unless you're fight unless you're fighting Connor. <laughs> That's right. Um before you know, we we've hit our hour, so I wanted to go through this quickly. <clears throat> UFC two sixty happening this Saturday. Bro, pretty pretty fun card. Obviously the heavyweight main event. Francis Nganu, Stipe Miocic. Let me lift off uh, list off these quick names. So, uh, Taron Woodley and Vicente Luque is the co-main. Sean O'Malley and Thomas uh, Thomas Almeida, and then Jamie uh, Malarkey and Kama Worthy. Um, so that's a pretty solid card. I still think they're filling it out for the most part, but bro, everyone is going to be tuning in for that heavyweight main event because that's going to be a freaking knocker. Francis is probably the best he's been. Stipe yeah. is Stipe, the baddest man on the planet. Who do you got? Small cage. Got a yeah, small small cage. Oh, bro, they're gonna be throwing. Um, they're gonna be throwing. Nah. Well, uh, actually, no. If the thing is, here's the thing. If um, if you're wrestling, the small cage is an advantage. Yeah. Okay. If you're wrestling, the small cage is an advantage. But if you're if you're Francis Ngannou, <laughs> and your thing is to get in fucking range with people and hit them, the small cage is also yeah, an advantage. Yeah. This is going to be fun. So this is going to be, I, I feel like this is going to be, because with Stipe, I'm going to be honest, okay? Honesty. When he was in there for that entire first round, Stipe was like a fucking, a rabbit taking down a lion. That was the danger. It wasn't, Stipe was never going to knock Francis out. No way. Stipe had to slip, dive, move, duck, weave. Oh, shit, shoot. Grab his leg. Slip off his leg because Francis is strong and just pushed him clean off it. Tried to hit him in the head again. Oh, dip, dive, move. Like a fucking... <laughs> like a rat running through a maze with things trying to kill him. Like, that was dangerous, dangerous. And then as soon as Francis got tired, the threat went away. Yeah. And it was just like, it was just like Stipe just just wrestled him, boxed him, moved in and out, took him down, and he got tied too. But that first round is going to be very much the same thing. This time I think Francis is going to be a little more patient, and I think he's going to have a little bit better cardio and maybe a little bit better footwork and being able to read Stipe. Yeah. I think he's picked up that experience over time this is not expert stuff this is not the thing is here the thing is is heavyweights are the least technical in the divisions of all okay so like skill for skill there is amateurs having their first fight at lightweight that have more skills than francis boom i just said it okay because he's such a humongous dude he's powerful man that's just different. That's just he's just built differently, man. <laughs> but all, those fights are slow, right? Heavyweight yeah. fights are slow. They're in slow motion. These are they're big giants that move slow. Okay, but Francis has that ability to throw hands quick and hard and strong for a very short period of time. That's he doesn't. Truth. He's never going to grind out a win. He's never going to have a war. That guy ever. He's going to either dominate or be dominated. That's the only way for Francis. And that just is what it is. But hey, if you've heard his story, have you heard his story? Yeah. Insane. Insane. The man has gone through more adversity than any other person in sport. Just... It's, it's the, one of the most underrated stories 
I've ever heard. You thought that guys like Kobe were great? They were. Look at what Francis Ngannou's been through. LeBron James is great. Look at what Francis Ngannou's been through. Name me another athlete that has suffered that kind of adversity. Bro, I don't even think it's close. I can't even, I literally don't even have the time to explain to the people that listen. To what Just go look it up. Amazing story. Everybody needs to go look it up and you'll have a completely different perspective on the man that Francis 100%. Ngannou is. And with this whole Sipe thing, like I know that um, Francis was shook afterwards because of the exhaustion and the pain that he went through for the period of time that he had to go through it. And then when he fought Derek Lewis, it was just fucking, he was still shook. Yeah. He was still shook and he was scared to really compete. And Hey, you know, hate on Francis, but you know who else? There's two people in a fight. So no matter what happens, it's 50%, 50%. Derek Lewis didn't do shit either. So, People hate on Francis, but I fucking feel like he gets more, he gets more put, hand, him yeah. out of that than than Derek. That's Derek real. Even consider it as a win. They're the casuals. They're the casuals. Uh, let me throw. So, what's your prediction for that fight before we end it off? <sighs> Give me something. Give me something. Um, I'm fifty fifty on this, but I got Francis by knockout. Just let me check, brother. Because I put down a multi. I can't remember who I beat on. You had you had Francis by knockout. Yeah, Francis knocking Stipe out and the referee. <laughs> this is what you told me. Yeah, I do. You got Francis. Yeah, so I think we agree on that. We agree on that outcome. We'll see what happens this Saturday. Uh, that's going to be exciting. That's going to be a fun card. Some good names on there. Excited to see what Sugar Sean O'Malley does from you know, to come back. Um, man, that's it, eh? Episode three. That's it. It's Martial Life Podcast. Y'all know where to find us. We ain't running. We're like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Peace out, everybody.